this week, I want to try something new. Okay. I want to try being positive. <laughs> I don't think that's good for the brand. It is. Is so it? Like, <clears throat> well, I mean, it's not, but I'm going to try. <laughs> okay. I'm going to destroy this brand just for my own happiness. Oh, I mean, how selfish of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wanted to, I want to feel filled with joy. You know what I mean? Like I'm stuffed with happiness. I want to feel like someone took the deep dick of euphoria and penetrated <laughs> me with it over and over again, leaving me wholly satisfied enough to roll over, light a cigarette, and let out a long gasp. Jonathan, no one loves you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening with your ears, what you're about to hear is a podcast that's starting very soon. I hope you don't confuse it because currently this music is the theme to a podcast. So that explains this too. This is a podcast and this is the theme song to the podcast called This is a Podcast. 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 That's a microphone. This is a podcast. I'm Thomas Alley. And I'm Jonathan Rodriguez. I did probably the most egotistical, self-centered thing an internet influencer of any kind could do, Jonathan. I'm here for it. I Googled myself. You selfish (laughs) egomaniac piece of shit. Here's the thing. (laughs) To be clear, I wasn't doing it because I'm like, I'm so special. Were you like searching up Thomas dick pics to see if anything was out there? I'll be honest. I've been sending some to a few people. I've been sending them to TMZ and they keep not biting. I don't know they why. They me back like, please stop sending us this white boy's penis. We, we don't, don't care. care. No one cares. Are you crying? Yes. No one cares about my penis, Jonathan. Welcome to the world. <laughs> no. Okay. So like I, I, I am friends with another creator. Um, some people might know. Some people might not. Uh, TTG, TikTok girl next door. Uh, Mary. Very, very sweet girl. Okay. Um, and like she like launched an OnlyFans, right? Um, deservedly so. Like she's got a kid. Like she makes all her money off of the interwebs. So like fucking power on. And like she had talked about like she has like on Reddit like people had like taken like she had posted like one or two images on, on on it to launch it and people had taken the pictures and put them on reddit jesus which is a thing people do um you can google almost anyone or like any only fans creator or any like tiktoker influencer that has an only fans and inevitably the nudes you know stumble across reddit because like guys want to be like the mvp and be like, I, I did it for the boys. I Here are the titties. Imagine that's your life, right? Like, you're like, what can I do for the boys? Let me give them jerk-off content. Let me, let me expand the boys' spank bank. I'm going to feel good because I know tonight they's coming. Do you walk away from that day just feeling purposeful? Like yeah, your like, life no, has you, meaning? You, you get up from your computer and you skip to your kitchen for a snack. Yeah. Like, just jovial. I earned this apples and peanut butter my mom put on this plate for me. You know All what I mean? of that to not even get invited to the circle jerk. <laughs> the internet is a mean place. <laughs> this guy gave us these images, but he's a piece of shit for stealing them in the first place. Agreed. Like, who's the, who's the bigger dick? The person who steals them to put them on the internet? Okay, so, like, who's... So, like, when it, like look at, like, um, like a perspective of, of like, piracy, right? Oh, who's mm-hmm. the bigger asshole? The person who took the, the movie or the TV show 
and put it out there to be consumed or the person who consumed it? Uh, I think it'd be the person who puts it out there. Right. So in this instance, like it could be a bunch of guys get ready for the circle jerk. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, fuck this guy for stealing her <laughs> content and putting it out here for us for free. We don't want to be around him. He's a piece of shit. We're going to jerk off to it. <laughs> but he sh- it's like the age old like prison question. Like, like if you're the guy sucking the dick in jail or yeah. getting your dick sucked in jail, who's, the- who's gayer? You know what I mean? That's an interesting question. Right? It, pr- it proposes one of those things where it's like, it's, it's, it's like the, what, the Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. I feel Bay like, I feel like sandwich. If, you're, if you're getting your dick sucked, like you can close your eyes and imagine some, someone else, you know? You could, but like rationally, you understand. Like if you're, if you're not into men and yeah. a male is blowing you and you finish, you, you, you came to a boy. I'm just saying it. Or man, it's, not a boy. Don't come to boys. Yeah, please don't come to boys. <laughs> we, don't, we don't condone this We activity. don't condone coming to boys. And that's our PSA for the week. <laughs> it's an unfortunate turn of events when we have to have a public service announcement on the pod that says don't come to little boys. Just basically don't be Tony Lopez. Yeah, don't be oh. Tony Lopez. Gemini official. Don't be any yeah. of these people. Um, Fuck you, Tony Lopez. That's, <laughs> I know it's a controversial stance. But fuck pedophiles. Is it controversial? <laughs> no, are there the Tony truth. Lopez defenders? Well, there are Tony Lopez. Like Tony Lopez is still making content. Are they like twelve? His defenders? I mean, I mean his victims definitely, but his defenders, I don't know. Like that's that's <laughs> that's like the real like frightening dichotomy when it comes to like 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 we we talked was it last week we talked about it or I talked about it in a live I don't remember my existence just fuses together. I'm constantly talking in front of a camera, and. Like I was talking about how like, like the, the social media, TikTok, specifically TikTok, because there's a lot of kids on TikTok. However, um, like recent studies are showing that like 66.7%, so two thirds of TikTok's overall user base is 20 and older, um, which is like, hey, hey, TikTok, can you please give us an 18 plus filter? I digress. Yeah. But like there is like such a, because it's so easy for like a frilly, like pretty Gen Zer to get popular on TikTok. You do a few dances, you, you floof your hair, and all of a sudden, the kids, they want to fuck you. And the apparently inf- it's not just the fucking kids. Yeah, and it's the unfortunate reality is like you have these like creators, these pedophiles who like, ped- with, with, like that's what they are at the end of yeah. the day. Right, we're not gonna be like, well, it's just having sex with the young person. Like, no, you're, you're raping, you're statutorily raping them, A, B, you're a pedophile. But it's such a breeding ground for these things. And it's so easy that like these followings, like what happens is you get these followings that are so big and so toxic yeah, and sycophantic that they will defend them. It's, it's Trumpian really. You, when you think you know about what it, I don't get, it's like, how do you get to this such a low point where you're like chasing kids? I mean, if you're lonely, just go to farmersonly.com. <laughs> you don't. Oh my God. Fucking <laughs> pedophiles only. Oh, you no. don't have to be no. lonely. I don't think kiddies only. Each other. That, <laughs> if they were with each other, they'd just be in an a, a adult relationship. Well, <laughs> what was it? What was it? There was, oh fuck. Who was that YouTuber? Like, like three or four years ago, there was a YouTuber who, was asking um their like fans to send like butthole pictures excuse me yeah i said what i said hold on let me see if i can find it um yeah i forget i can't 
find it. That's Austin Jones. Yeah, yeah. Austin Jones. This was in 2017. Austin Jones, YouTube star arrested on child pornography charges. Austin Jones, like he would direct message these people, these kids, and basically be like, hey, if you were my biggest fan. So the 24-year-old Bloomingdale, Illinois, um, the 24-year-old from Bloomingdale, Illinois, is accused of telling two young fans said to be around 14 years old to send him sexually explicit photos and videos of themselves. Oh, no. And like he would like be like hey if you're my biggest fan prove it to me send me pictures of your butthole bruh the internet has made it so easy for people to be criminals and i just like i need to build a you remember the movie the warriors yeah i need to build a gang that style with just warriors. fucking bats that just go around beating the shit out of pedophiles well it's it's one of the it, it is it's one, it's it's weird because like we've reached so like we're of of a generation right we're, we're millennials we're like late millennials oh my god there was that audio on tiktok that was like for all the older people on tiktok <laughs> the older generation born in the late 90s um which is like ridiculous because like late 90s isn't the older generation late 90s are gen zers yeah but um like we were born in a generation and migrated through a generation where it was like you don't get into strangers cars Mm -hmm. don't meet strangers on the internet and motherfuckers is now swiping right and left to catch some dick and we're getting into strangers cars to take us to our homes it it almost seems like you're only meeting strangers yes (laughs) like there's no conventional means to meet humanity anymore it's like let me like like it's great in an age of a pandemic like we're in we're like i don't have to leave the house to get wendy's it's a good time yeah. But it's like, like I have my groceries delivered, my, my, my takeout delivered. I had, I got eight Dexter books delivered to my house the other day. It was great. I'm having <laughs> reading material for months. And, but like now you have this, like, don't do these things. Like I, I have a very like adamant stance and, and it does rub people the wrong way sometimes. Cause they're just like, he doesn't care about his following. I do. I don't DM my followers. Man, that's, I think that's that's good. It's safe for both people. Yeah, you know, it, it looks out for their interests and yours at the same time. Like the 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 only occasional interactions I have, if someone's like, "Hey, do you have a PO box?" or "Hey, I want to send you something," you know, you know, what's your favorite cut? Like shit like that. But like, I don't have interpersonal conversations with with followers. I ha- we have a Discord, which yeah. you know you can join uh, on my link tree link tr.ee slash thomas j alley it's a public discord now um there's public sections but it is still primarily for my patreon patreon.com slash king responsibly what what um query query and like i i try to like very adamantly ride a very fine line of i am accessible as a creator but i am not accessible at your at your at your choice at your beck and call essentially which sounds meaner than i intended but it's the only way to kind of uh synopsize it where like i I, i'm i'm in discord yeah and i interact on discord but like when we opened it up to the public like a bunch of people came in and a bunch of people were like friend requesting me on discord or like trying to dm me on discord and i had to like hop into the public chat like hey guys so like so you know if you ever need me i'm happy to talk uh here like if you have a specific question about something, there are sections where you can ask me those specific questions. Um, and if you're ever, you know, too nervous to ask a question in public, I do Instagram story Q and A's constantly. Yeah. And you can ask anonymous questions and I'll answer them to the best of my abilities. Like I try to become as accessible as possible, but while also like maintaining a healthy distance between yeah, myself and, and, and audience. Even like, like, 
I, I know people are seeking like a sort of back and forth conversation with yeah. you and like there, there are many ways they can obtain that without yeah. having direct message like you said the instagram q a's discord the podcast email you know like the podcast twitter if there's something there that's directed to you i would let you know you yeah. know like at, they're, they're, at, this is an underscore podcast there's many different ways at, this is a to, podcast on instagram just what, what promo game on fire you, you gotta know, gotta, gotta listen we gotta keep up also hot, if you're listening to us on itunes right now go to our itunes page leave a rating and a review leave actual words five stars it helps us in the algorithm boost us up thomas has become a company shrew <laughs> i have to be a shill like this is like hey also you know teespring.com slash store slash kink responsibly get jonathan merch get thomas merch like this is what we do for a living i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm taking i'm taking a few uh uh examples out of my boy uh bar none fucking hashtag merch link in bio i respect it you know <laughs> here's my promo if you like ducks like penguins instead <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you like ducks, you traitor. But no, okay, so I Google myself. Uh-huh. I Google Thomas J. Alley and Reddit because I want to. Okay, so Mary to post on Reddit. She has a Reddit dedicated to her. I wanted to know if there was like a Reddit about me or if like people were saying things on Reddit about me because either they're saying good things and it makes me feel nothing or they're saying bad things and it makes me want to die. Um, and I would like to know which way I should feel. So did you find a subreddit? So I didn't find a subreddit dedicated to me. Um, there is a BDSM community Reddit that like I am mentioned on a lot uh, because there's like sub like subsections on the subreddit about King talk and, and I got brought up in a bunch of them. But what I found most troubling of this entire Google search is when I type in Thomas J. Alley Reddit and I hit search, things come up, but like, you know how, like at the top of it, it'd be like, Hey, did you mean this? Or like related searches? Uh-huh. So it goes, did you mean Thomas Jally Reddit? Thomas space J-A-L-L-I-E Reddit. Oh no. It's gotten to the point. <laughs> and the reason they make those corrections is because people search that. Yeah. Like a popular search. People will 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 do it. And they're like, hey, did you mean this? Because I think you mean this, because a lot of people search for this. Also, little known fact, related searches, Thomas J. Alley podcast. Ooh. So people are looking for us. We're right here, guys. Um but yeah, so it's gotten to the point where people now just think, which I don't understand. I feel like I've contributed to this mess because yes. on several episodes, I've called you Thomas Jolly. Yes, it's not my name. It's not. I've had to go over this a few times on TikTok because I don't even understand it. Like, I don't understand. First of all, Jolly is not a name. No <laughs> one is named Jolly. There is not a single solitary human. On the planet, who's named Jally? Yeah, there is, however, many people named Ali, spelled like my last name. His name is Long Schlong Tommy Boy. As soon as you guys, <laughs> that's get what it that, actually says on my us. birth certificate. <laughs> Long Schlong Tommy Boy. Uh, don't have to look far for a name of this week's show. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, so it's so, so where at what point? Because this, this was a thing on TikTok for a while. Like, I'm coming up. Like, I, it's weird to think about it. But, like, we're in November, right? Christmas music is on the radio. So, like, we're coming into the tail end of, of the year, right? Mm-hmm. I will have been on TikTok a year in March. Yeah. So, like, this whole ride is almost a year old already, which is insane to think about. Like, this, it was January of last year. Kids were dipping their balls in soy sauce. And now, a year later, here we are. 
were with the day stop. <laughs> Thomas. Should I have stopped with them? Yes. The I delivery guy at my Chinese restaurant is like really upset at me. <laughs> He's like, you have to stop coming into our store and stealing soy sauce oh, packets. No, no, no. no. I make the delivery guy come to me and like he has to open the soy. I'm like, if you <laughs> one want by a tip, one, bro. <laughs> pour it in. <laughs> pulls him open and you have to hold it as I dip. You got to earn that tip. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a thing on TikTok for a while where people were like, yeah, Tom, like people would like do videos for me and they're like, yeah, this video goes out to Thomas Jally. Where? Where? Okay. I don't mean to get unreasonably frustrated about this. Yeah. Let but it like, there and let it out. Like it's a middle initial. Like, is it, are we to the point where like people don't have middle or don't acknowledge? Like, I think Thomas J. Alley sounds profesh as fuck. Yeah. Like if I'm like, yeah, Thomas Alley, like fuck Thomas Alley, Thomas J. Alley though, that guy, I'd give a job. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. He can fucking, he can market for me. That guy can tell me about dirty sex things and I approve of it. Is that the <sighs> barometer of your name? <laughs> yes. You add, if you take the J away, creepy. Yeah. Tony Lopez. Tony J. Lopez? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, Jared, Jared Fogel, creepy. Jared J. Fogel, less pedophilic. I don't. I don't A middle initial, this. like J. Jonah Jameson, like from Spider Man. Yeah. J. Jameson, stupid. J. Jonah Jameson, classy name. Middle names are classy. Are they? A hundred percent. I intend to give my child a middle name at some point. I have a middle name. I'm not too fond of it. What is your middle name? It's Miguel. Yeah, I wouldn't be fond of that either. It's not a great middle name. Jonathan Miguel. Actually, well, it rolls off the tongue. I don't know, man. It's like if you if you pick three generic Spanish names in a row, well, Jonathan is is Jonathan a generic Spanish name? Yes, it's just a generic name in general. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I know like a lot of Jonathans, but not all of them are just like, hey, fucking, I'm Jonathan fucking Gomez. It's usually Jonathan Johnson. Like, you know what I mean? The bar of my life was set to be average before I was even had a chance. <laughs> I have, I have a, a goal in my lifetime, uh-huh. and that is to meet a woman named Allie and marry her. Okay. So she will legally be Allie Allie. Just Allie squared. That's what yeah, I Yeah, Allie, her. like, that's because, like, it's, it's the, like, I want to, have that joke forever yeah like i'm here for a good time not a long time uh, and i want to be entertained legally change my name and gender i mean you don't have to change your gender you can just change your name to ali i mean you're right i do have a wop already dude i make oh, a lot I... of wop jokes i just realized that you do you're really like you historically yeah have had a tendency to grip onto something because I got that gorilla grip. Yes. <laughs> it's it's that gorilla grip wop you got. You just squat down on trends and I do. grab them and lift. I and like you, like I you said swag seats. for a very long time. I after, still say it. I know after Justin Bieber killed it. Like the Biebs was the reason swag died. I refuse to acknowledge his participation in the trend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't no there was no bieber he didn't do despacito either all right that song oh, man, is still no. a bop we gotta we gotta give him that that's a bop with him do is it i think it yeah. is without him it is with and without him i think i so do does does he get culture credit Fun, I, eh, I don't know. <laughs> funny story though like go ahead when i when i was in college uh that song blew up okay like, jonathan we know you have a degree jesus <laughs> the worst every part chance is, you get no i worst. went it's like fucking andy on the office 
the worst part is four years and I'm still as stupid as I was before. <laughs> I did four years of college. It's been eight years since I started. Where am I, Thomas? All, all I did was just kill my brain cells. <laughs> I will, it's, gonna, it's great to remind you every time when you're like, hey, Jonathan, you have a bachelor's degree. Guess what you're doing right now? The same thing as my college <laughs> dropout as. I got, a, I got a year and a half of community college. But you know what? I can and analyze place, literature beautifully. You, you play second fiddle on a Z-grade podcast. And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Can't you see how proud I am of what I've become? <laughs> yeah, it's pride isn't... I don't think that's the word I would use. I'm going to be honest here. I'm the pride of Mount Vernon. It's every time I watch Hamilton and they say that, I think of the Bronx. Mount Vernon is Mount Vernon in the Bronx. It's there, so close. There is a Mount Vernon in the Bronx, but the Mount Vernon they refer to for him is Virginia. There's a Mount Vernon okay. in Virginia, which is where he's from. He's not. I, from, I just, I if Washington sure. was from the Bronx, motherfucker, there'd be statues outside. Like the Bronx not. wouldn't let that die. <laughs> They'd be like, "Yeah, Washington, he was from here." <laughs> they really wouldn't let it die. No, you can't. I'm I mean, from Queens, and I'm just like Rosie Perez went to my high school. <laughs> that's that's famous by my standard i think paul Heyman. paul Heyman went to the college near me Ooh, he went to the one open yonkers by me i don't know any famous people that went to my college binghamton let's see yeah. let's google as you were saying though you were in college yeah so I was in famous. College when despacito blew up and uh like a bunch of women used to come up to me and ask me what the song meant that's racist and it was and so I <laughs> you're brown so you hard. tell us I used to troll them so hard, and I used to tell them the song is about people shooting each other. <laughs> <laughs> they you felt want... so cultured for in that moment. They're like, no, I'm going to tell all my they, white friends this. They look so uncomfortable because for some reason they thought the song was like about sex and stuff. And I was mm. just like, I need to destroy that. <laughs> like it's well, same thing with like pumped up kicks. Like it's got yeah. like the ill slap to it, but it's about school shootings. Also, like anytime, like I, I was in the freaking bars people would play the the club mix of pumped up kicks and i'm mm. like okay we're gonna shoot some people <laughs> but we're gonna make it a vibe <laughs> this, that's how we do it uh binghamton does like binghamton has famous like notable alumnus all right like you got like william baldwin you got like the lowest tier baldwin brother <laughs> oh paul riser paul riser went to binghamton oh, yeah bro we like, we like paul riser we just wasn't he in that show we just watched he yeah he was in the, the summertime show the the the, the, the 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 fucking camp fucking wanna fuck you whatever it's called red oaks that's the one yeah camp wanna fuck you <laughs> that's, the t- that's the title of the table read we can't want to tug you that's your can't script tug you yes i'm trying to pull up like notable like in, like so i went to grover cleveland high school and i have no problem saying that because like you're not gonna find me there. <laughs> I graduated ten years ago. Oh, which is weird to say. I am an old man. Grover hey. Cleveland High School, famous alumni. Let's see. Uh, Randy Adams. I don't I don't know who that is, but apparently. Oh my god. Let's see. Okay, notable alumnus from Grover Cleveland High School. Yeah, Rosie Perez, the award-winning actress. I knew that. Oh, Bob Shepard, the uh, Yankees announcer. Ooh. Holy fuck, the head, the head of a mafia crime family. <laughs> like the <laughs> that checks out. Yep, the head of the Bonanno crime family. The la- the last Don they called him. Uh, oh. Joe Massino. 
Joe Massino is, an Ameri- is a former mobster. He was a member of the mafia boss of the, Bon- the, Bonanno, the Bonanno crime family from 1991 to 2004, where he became the first boss of one of the five, where he became the first boss of, the one, of one of the five families in New York City to start. To, oh, wow. He's a snitch. If you were in the mafia. He turned state's would, evidence. Wow. Good. What do you think your role would be if you were in the mafia? Oh, no, fucking Patsy. I'd, I'd definitely be the guy that, like, when, when they're about to perform a murder, they'd be like, hey, Jonathan. I'm like, yeah. They'd be like, why don't you go get us some sandwiches? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Where? And you bring them back a fucking plate, and they're just like, where's the fucking gabagoo? <laughs> like, I, I, so I recently watched The Sopranos. I finally got through the entire thing. Yeah. Um, I finished, like, probably about a month or two ago. And, like, watching it, one, like, I'm pussy. I'm going to be honest here. <laughs> I also finished my rewatch of Dexter uh-huh. uh, recently. Me and Narnia have been watching it. And Narnia, so Narnia, younger than I am, y- younger than us. So like her, her grasp on pop culture is kind of limited. Okay. So like a lot of things that like you and I watched while they were on TV. She never saw. She never saw, or she was too young to have watched at the time. Yeah. Um, above the age of legal consent for the record. Like, I feel like we're on like an episode of pedophiles. I'm like, not creepy. <laughs> legal okay not creepy can legally buy drink it's okay and welcome back to dateline (laughs) (laughs) just thomas would you like to have a seat um chris hansen uh so we we finished watching dexter she'd seen that before uh we just started breaking bad she'd never seen breaking bad before okay look good i i tried what like people are probably gonna hate me for this but i watched breaking bad and i got to the fly episode Mm. and like Bro, I stopped watching after that. You're a fucking fool for that. I it was, it, I couldn't as understand. a as a writer, you yeah. should appreciate that episode as it is. I did. I just I don't because the the episode is 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 so the episode of the fly. Uh, for those who've never seen Breaking Bad, spoiler alert. Like, there's a fly in their meth lab, essentially. Yeah. And Walter refuses to cook until the fly is gone because he keeps saying, well, we need perfectly clean conditions, et cetera, et cetera. And he goes fucking crazy. Yep. Trying to kill this fly. And like the point of, of the symbolism is his descent into madness. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. I like just, breaking bad is hands down. One of the most perfect shows on television ever. I see. Like it, it was perfect. And then that episode like lost me. And I just, I, I never got back to finishing it. That's moronic but better call soul fucking fire see but see that's a like better call soul is a yuck yuck fest what does what do you like mean it's comedy it's comedy drama it's a, it's a dramedy yeah that that's my preference right whereas breaking bad is designed to be like a drama drama yeah and like the storytelling on breaking bad is so good like there's the the the, the <laughs> dedication to uh, a realism on the show the dedication to like the small minute details the references that come yeah. full circle years later in the I, series i think like the thing they nail above everything else is pacing mm-hmm. that show moves at such a such a like calm pace that like when the big moments hit it's kind of like shocking you yeah. know it's 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 an equal part of like oh I'm shocked that this happened but also it makes complete sense that it yeah. finally happened. It, it, Breaking Bad is up there with shows like The Wire as as some of the most perfect television shows ever. Breaking Bad even from a series finale perspective, like it's one of the few shows that I sat there and watched and said I'm not angry at the series finale. 
Yeah. This was the way this should have ended. And it's great. And then they did El Camino. They did the, the, the made for TV movie on Netflix. And it was a, a perfect um, prologue or epilogue. Which one is it? Epilogue. Epilogue. epilogue after, to, right? Yeah. yeah epilogue. It was a perfect epilogue to the series. It gave you the, the, the other side of the conclusion of the story that you were looking for. Yeah. Um, but like I, I, I watching, having coming, so coming off of watching The Sopranos, Mm-hmm. moving into watching Dexter and now watching Breaking Bad. I've come to the conclusion, I can't be a criminal. <laughs> like, I can't. It, it's, I, A, constantly scared of the police. Yeah. Like, terrified that the police are going to get me. Then, on top of it, I'm not smart enough. <laughs> like, I'm just not. Now, There's if, this... you, if you were smarter, do you think you'd be a criminal? Yes, I think the only thing making me not a criminal is my stupidity. Well, Thomas, I hate to break it to you, but had you not dropped out of college, you could have been a perfectly fine (laughs) criminal. You could have been a the best meth dealer ever. Like I watch, like so, like like I also I don't, but I think the beauty of like Breaking Bad as is is like Walt's character is very devil may care because he's got cancer. Yeah, in the beginning, like he's dying. So he doesn't care. And for him, it's like, I finally get to live. It's an adrenaline rush. What are you going to do? You're going to kill me? I'm dying anyway. So I don't care if I live or die. So I do fuck shit. Like walk into Tuco's fucking building with something that looks like a meth rock and explode it on the oh, fucking yeah. ground and say, give me my 50 fucking grand, you piece of shit. Because like, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot me? Kill me. I don't care. And then he fucks his wife like aggressively. He's like, yeah, I feel light. <laughs> um, but isn't it weird too that like, fan criticism of the show like hated the wife because yeah. she was so concerned with what he was doing they were yep. just like oh no like lady let this guy so mad literally <laughs> we were like six episodes in and that's the biggest like i'm just like as we're watching i'm like well, i'm like because like I'm, i remember the show i've rewatched breaking bad several times so like i yeah. remember details of the show dexter not so much like i forgot the latter three seasons of dexter completely and i'm just and she remembered dexter because she had rewatched it but as we're watching, I'm like, introduction of character. And I'm just like, we like Walt. I'm like, the best character hasn't been introduced yet. And then she meets Jesse. I'm like, best character. Yeah. Like, Jesse has the most perfect arc in that series. And then, like, we see Skylar and Marie. And I'm like, we fucking hate these two. Yeah. And she's just like, why? I'm like, just watch. You'll see. And, like, as we're watching, she's just like, she's such a nosy fucking wife. And I'm just like, right? Like, she just doesn't mind her fucking business. And like, like rationally, the anger make like the anger makes sense from a perspective of like, I wouldn't want people to be all up in my shit like that. Yeah. Granted, we know you and I, as a viewer, know he's doing something wrong. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't. She's it's inferring. A, it's with this no idea evidence. that he's being super secretive, right? He knows he's being super secretive. We know he's being super secretive. She knows he's being super secretive. Right. And every time she tries to peel back the layer and get him to open up and confess what it is, he kind of like retaliates in anger. You know. Yeah, but and, then and you then also you the also same. have so like initially it was he was being secretive. He hadn't told her she had cancer. He had cancer. Yeah. Then he tells her she, he has cancer and goes, "Hey, do me a favor. Don't tell anyone." And she tells everyone. And tells fucking everyone. And it's his prerogative as the person with cancer to not tell anyone. Yeah. If he wants to keep it secret, it's his fucking prerogative. Regardless of how you feel about it. Agreed. It is his decision. And she tells fucking anyone who will listen. And then not only does that, but at the party with Elliot in the first season, like goes to Elliot. And like when they have the argument later, 
he's just like, you told Elliot I have cancer, didn't you? And she goes, well, he asked how you were doing. <laughs> and he's just like, he's fine. And that's the end of the statement. Like, you can just do that. And she's yeah, like, well, I mean, you have no idea how really hard on me this is. Bitch, I he's mean, got cancer. Ag- agreed. I, I get your point 100%. Yes. But being someone who's in a marriage with someone, who has a kid with someone, them having something as significant as that affects yeah. you as well. Yes, but also respect the like if I respect the wishes. Yeah, I would like. I was talking to Narnia about it, and like I was just like, I would divorce her. (laughs) And Narnia was just like, I wouldn't have married her in the first place, and like probably the smarter bet. Get your drug money in peace. (laughs) Yeah, like it's it's like at the end of the day, like he the the beauty of the show, the beauty of the dichotomy of Breaking Bad, and it's it's twenty twenty. The show's been off the air for almost a decade, and we're still talking about it. Yeah, is it's two stories happening and the beauty is that they're polar opposite, but the same at the same time, you have Mm -hmm. Jesse's story and you have Walt's story, Walt, the story of the mundane average guy who followed the rules and did everything he did the right way in his life, which resulted in him being financially in debt, constantly struggling for money all the time Um, in a marriage that is mundane. He's getting a hand job on his birthday while his wife is on eBay like yeah. she's on the laptop with her hand jerking him off. And I'm just like, if it ever came to that, I would divorce. <laughs> like, I don't want a mundane hand job on my birthday while you're on fucking eBay. And you have Jesse who was the slacker who did everything wrong. And it's them going opposite directions on the same road. It is Walt for lack of a better term, pardon the pun breaking bad. He is going into the world of being the bad guy. Yeah. And it gets to a point where, at some point in the series, you don't like Walt anymore. You don't want him to succeed anymore because of how bad he's gotten. His, his original reasoning for doing it is respectable. Though it is a crime and illegal, morally, ethically, the reason he's doing it is good. He wants to leave his family better off when he dies. And this is a way he views as being able to do it. The inevitability of his character is that he likes being a criminal. And likes the power that comes with being the I mean, meth kingpin. It's a fun time. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he begins to feel immortal, essentially. Because, yeah. spoilers, he kicks the cancer. The cancer goes into remission. And then he keeps doing it because of the rush it gives him. And then all of these huge drug fucking cartels are going after him. And he keeps winning. And he gets to a point of feeling like no one can touch him. Versus someone like Jesse who goes the opposite direction, he begins to, to bloom and to evolve into a character who doesn't want this life. He suffers tragic loss throughout the series, constantly falls in love, and then Walt fucking watches his girl die. Like, fuck shit happens to Jesse. And he comes out on the other side just happy to have survived and to be alive at that point. And I think that's the beauty of the show. Um, me... I yeah, like I I don't like I like I'll I'll shoplift a bottle of water, and be like ooh adrenaline rush. So like man, I've been wearing a wire this whole time. All the FBI agent best. assigned to the case. Here's my foray into TV, right? Right. I've been getting really like deep diving into British TV. Okay. And it started with Fleabag, and it just like expanded from there. Like watching old British sitcoms and like new british shows that it's come very out. hit and miss 
It, I mean, I don't know, man. I've been fucking enjoying it. Like, a lot better than I would, like, your standard ABC show or some shit like that. Like, I've enjoyed... I think do maybe three like British television shows ever. Yeah. I like the Inbetweeners. Great show. Spectacular show start to finish. Um, and both of the movies are great. Uh Being Human. Uh-huh. And Doctor Who. Okay. And like I think Doctor Who did better for me because it was one hundred percent amplified for an American audience. As opposed to being like yeah. a strictly BBC I mean, like- show. They like nail like dark comedy, right? And mm-hmm. like it's weird because some of the shows on there, like uh, that are classified as British TV, aren't like exactly British TV, but I don't think they have another classification for it. Okay, so like the show I just watched on Hulu, let me try to find it, it's called In My Skin. What's it about? It's about um, basically this teenage girl in school who's like basically pretending she has this great Tony life. And- Lopez. No. And, like, on the side, her mom is going through, like, a mental breakdown and, like, has to stay at the psych hospital. And she keeps pretending to her friend that she has, like, this great life. Jonathan, are you okay? No. Um, No, okay. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm (laughs) fucked, Thomas. And then, like, this other show I watch called This Way Up. Mm. It's also on Hulu. Mm. And, like, it's about this girl who kind of just comes from, like, a stint in, like, a recovery place. Right. And uh, she's kind of like trying to get her life back on track kind of thing. And it's just like, they nail dark comedy. Do you get the thing? Because I get this when I watch shows. Do you get the thing where you watch a show that might, like, it, it might be like a workplace show or a show like The Sopranos, like a show like Dexter, where like the characters are like very specifically a thing or in a thing. And you feel compelled to then want to do that thing. The same thing they're doing? Like, so for example, like I watch Rescue Me, right? Uh I want to be a firefighter. I I watch Sons of Anarchy. I want to join a motorcycle club. I I I watch Dexter. I want to murder people. (laughs) (laughs) I watch Breaking Bad. I want to cook cook meth. (laughs) Like, like, do you have that? It happens to me constantly where like I'll go through like six occupations. Because like I'm watching Dexter and I'm like, I don't think I could get away with it. Mm-hmm. But like part of me wants to be like, well, what happens if I tried? I don't have that. For me, it's about like, I need a, a duality in the character, right? Mm. So like my whole thing is like, I need your main character to kind of like resemble me. They have to be sarcastic and witty, but they also have to have this like profound deep side that they try to hide, you know? It's I f- like, good. I don't know. Like it, it's to me, it's like a character study on myself watching cer- certain shows. I when I read books I get that way right when I read books the way I enjoy books is I find a character that I resonate with and I I I ride that journey with them as that character essentially as someone I I connect with when I watch television like I feel like the writing on television it's because it's visualized right we're not creating it in -hmm. our minds like we do with literature I I I, because and we can also only we can also only see and only go where a television show or a movie takes us versus, like I said, with a book where you create that world yeah, and thus you can go anywhere you want with it. You're never going to win competing against someone's imagination. Exactly. So when I watch Dexter, like I connect with, I find things in the main character because that is what the story follows. Right. 
as a show or a movie. You can only follow what that character is experiencing, thinking, and feeling because that is all that is displayed as they are the main character versus a book where they go into detail about what every character is thinking and feeling um, because it's characterization in novels and in literature. It's how that works. Mm -hmm. So I end up finding things like in Dexter. It's again, most recent example because I've watched it. Like his smarminess. Like Dexter is a smarmy prick. He's a smart ass because he's disconnected because of his sociopathy and his psychopathy that he just makes smart ass jokes, not realizing they're funny. It's just, it's like Sheldon on big bang theory. It's just, he doesn't understand that what he's saying is like just dry. And as a result, he says smarmy things dead, seriously deadpan because it's his natural reaction to say it and not think about someone else's feelings. And in my brain, I'm like, I connect because funny. Yeah. That's how I, I used to be, be as well. Now it's yeah. just intentional, but it, it started very early as like stumbling upon jokes, you know? Yeah. And so I think as a result, but also like shows make, it's weird when you think about it. It's like Grey's Anatomy, right? Yeah. Where like how many things could happen to that hospital? <laughs> like how many? A plane uh, crash, a fucking a boat sank, <laughs> a fucking derailment of a train. Is that explosions. the name of the hospital, Grey's Anatomy? No, it's um, what is it? Seattle General, I think it is. Uh, Grey. Man, is- if I ever got injured and they're like, we're taking you to the nearest <laughs> hospital, which one is it? Seattle General. <laughs> like, nope, nope. There's a meteor going to hit that motherfucker. Just That's what's let next. Let me out right here. I'll, I'm fine. I'll walk it off. <laughs> I'll like, be right. Like you gotta, I walk it off. They're like, dude, your leg got cut off. Now I'm I'll hop. Off. I'll hop it off. I'll be fine. A handstand. <laughs> a handstand. <laughs> like, it's like I, so. Like when you watch, like so, like Dexter, like so many. It's weak because you you want to criticize it from a realism point of view, where it's like, oh, suddenly we're watching your life and all this wild shit happens when nothing <laughs> happened for twenty years, and it's yeah. like, yeah, fuckhead, it's a TV show. You. Like, do you well, want yeah. to see the 20 years when nothing fucking happened? Because that's boring. We're going to show you the eight years where exciting shit happened. Here's what I learned, right? The goal of creating a pilot of a TV show is uh, why this day? You know what I mean? Like yeah. something significant ha- has to happen on this day. Why this day? If you yeah. can't answer that question, then it's not a pilot worthy TV show. Yeah. Like why, like why this day as in like why this is the start? Like why is yeah. this the thing that people are going to start seeing? And, yep. and it's, it's purposeful. But when I say so like you watch things, like I said, Rescue Me. Rescue Me is one of my, I have, I have a list of like some of my favorite shows of all time. Rescue Me is on that. Supernatural, my favorite show of all time. But when it comes from like positions of drama, like FX, um, uh star like all these pay channels to stars hbo like do drama really well and rescue me is great because again it's a dichotomy of the character of dennis leary's character where he is an alcoholic who sees his cousin's ghost who died on 9-11 because they're firefighters that's the premise of rescue me at the end of the day dennis leary is a firefighter whose cousin died on 9-11 and he's an alcoholic because irish and, and like that's what tv does they're like tropes and he it follows his adventures essentially um and you did you finish supernatural did you watch the last episode i watched the series finale last night how do you feel about it spoiler alert i know people who who listen and who are follow are supernatural fans uh did you watch it do you know how it ends i've never even seen the first episode so 
for me, I actually had a conversation about this with Narnia today. She doesn't watch Supernatural, but like, and she also doesn't care for spoilers. And so unless we're watching something together, I don't spoil it. I'll spoil it. So like, she doesn't watch Supernatural. We probably won't watch it together. She doesn't want to invest fucking 15 seasons worth of time. So like, we're watching Breaking Bad and she's like, what happens next? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm not going to tell you. She's like, I, want, I don't care about spoilers. I'm like, I do. I want to see the shock on your face. So you watch it with her like through FaceTime. Um, well, no, well, literally, we'll we'll sync up the TV and we'll oh, just text okay. during it yeah. and say smart shit. There's a Netflix party. That's what I told her, and she's just like, "It's exactly what we're doing." What's the sense? That it uh like controls the timing for you, so you don't have to like. All we do is hit play at the same time, and then three episodes straight play in succession without having to stop it. Gross. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so the series finale is great, in okay. my opinion. And this is from the perspective of someone who said that they couldn't end it and satisfy me. I'm completely content. And here's why. I've been watching the show since the beginning. So I'm not one of these people who started watching it when it was on Netflix and had eight seasons up and I binged it and then started watching it live. I -hmm. watched the pilot on WB in 2005. Oh man, those were the days. Yes. And I remember when I first started watching it, the reason I started watching is because like I was a, a fan of like Snopes, like Snopes.com before it became like, Hey, we're going to, you know, debunk hoaxes on the internet. Snopes was that, but it was also an urban legends website Yeah, where you can go on and read about like classic urban legends. It would tell you if they were real or fake, like things like, like the hook man, women in white, it would tell you the folklore behind it. And I just like to read about that shit. And when Isn't that like a woman who just finished a gangbang, the woman in white. Nope. That's the woman with white in her. That's very different. Yeah, it depends Jonathan. where it goes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she could be in white. <laughs> Woman covered in white. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. She's the spunky woman. Um, also known as Phantom at the Opera. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's the man with white on his face. So when it aired, I was like, this show's not going to last. And not because it was bad, but because it was so niche. Like the premise of the show in the beginning is like, hey, they're hunting urban legends and they're hunting monsters. And I'm just like, shows like this don't matter anymore. Buffy, Angel, those are off the air. Yeah, it's a procedural. Yeah, like it's literally, yes, it's literally a supernatural, pardon the the pun, procedural, a sci-fi procedural. They are essentially monster cops. Yeah. And I was like, it's not going to last. It's very niche. Like the 90s were the time for these kinds of shows. And it is now officially the longest running uh, sci-fi television show in US history. Second only, I believe, to Doctor Who worldwide. I like to imagine that like after Rory broke up with Dean, he became a heavy drinker and that's how Supernatural started. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, so both, so fun facts, like this is going to just become a Supernatural podcast now. Uh, Jared, uh, Jensen Eccles and Jared Padalecki both were on WB or CW shows prior yeah. to being cast in Supernatural. Jensen Eccles was in Smallville. He, Ooh, yeah. played, he played a role in Smallville and was killed during the second Meteor Shower episode. Uh, Meteor hits the Kent farm and he dies. Um, he was also in soap operas. Um, but so... Did, aren't one of them in like... Uh, they just got picked up for another show? Uh, Jensen Eccles is going to be playing the Captain America style character in The Boys next season. And, no, no, Jared, no. and Jared Padalecki got picked up for CW's Lone Ranger. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So they're both like they're both immediately going back to work. Just high in demand. I mean, you, I mean, these guys while they were on Supernatural and they worked, like Jared Padalecki did the House of Wax remake uh, with Paris Hilton. 
and he also did the J- the Friday the Nightmare no no the Friday the Thirteenth remake the Jason remake. Um, Jensen Eccles did the My Bloody Valentine 3D remake. He actually spoiler it was the killer in that movie. Um, gasp, gasp indeed. I know you said gasp. I'm like, what the fuck is a gasp? <laughs> gasp. It's an acronym for you, gasp, bitch. You are solid, pussy. <laughs> That's what I tell all my girls. <laughs> when you tell all your girls, like, hey, sweetie, you are solid, pussy. No, no, it's like after we finish having sex, I just point to her vagina oh, you- <laughs> and I'm like, you are solid, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not calling them a pussy. You are acknowledging their yeah. pussy. Jesus. Why is Slap that- a first place, first place award on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a blue ribbon pussy. PRP. <laughs> I want to live in the world where you're just like a raging, just huge acronym guy. <laughs> just a huge acronym guy. You're like, that's a blue ribbon pussy for us and BRP. I love that. And then you say it in casual conversation. Like people should know what you're meaning. Yeah. I mean, like Thomas, you ever fuck some BRP? My goal now is like, like now I just want, I want to randomly be hit with acronyms and like have to make sense out of them. <laughs> yes. It just can't be crazy long. You know? No, no. Like, like four letters. Yeah. Four letters is the max I can go. Like I, I could say yes again, but like young and sexy pussy. Ooh, like look at that. Mm, yes, Tony Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> That's some TLP. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Um, oh, pedophilia is not a joke. Um, it is not. Tony Lopez is, however, a joke. So you so the the finale so the the, the sh- i've been watching since the beginning and and, and so i I've, I've watched these characters evolve right i thought this show was gonna get canceled and it didn't and i was happy then the show was supposed to get canceled after season five uh-huh. and the cw was like no keep like one of the only shows we're gonna keep from like this like merger like when the merger happened with upn and, and wb um it was like supernatural everyone hates chris and like and like america's next top model like that's all that got kept everything like smallville but then smallville was over the next season yeah so sam and dean as characters from the beginning were very different but also very much the same right sam wanted a normal life always wanted a normal life whereas dean was a hunter and was always going to be a hunter could not have a normal life because it is ingrained in him to be a hunter and hunters die on the job that's what happens that's what the show pushes a lot the lifestyle will kill you there is no there is no way shape or form of leaving it you will die in it and so when sam leaves and then dean they reckon they they reappear in the pilot and like you say like why today right that's why like, John Winchester goes missing. Dean comes back to Sam. They see each other for the first time in years. They go on their first hunting trip together. And thus the, se- the series is born. The series ends. The penultimate episode uh, was the conclusion of the series arc. And that is that God is the bad guy, right? That's the big reveal of the entire series in season 14 was Chuck, God, is the bad guy. He has been manipulating the Winchesters for 14 seasons because he is a writer and he gets off watching it. It's his quote unquote, my favorite show. He <laughs> likes to watch it happen. Jesus. So they inevitably win, right? So they have Jack. Jack is a Nephilim um, in folklore. A Nephilim is half angel, half human. Um, in supernatural mythos, um, a Nephilim is all powerful because it is a mix of angelic grace with a human soul. They are powerful. They are the strongest beings as a result of this combination. 
Jack is not just a Nephilim. He is a mix of an archangel, Lucifer, in this instance, and a human. So Jack beats God. God becomes mortal. They don't kill God. They punish Chuck in the best way they possibly can. And that is, he must grow old. His story doesn't have an amazing climactic ending. Yeah. It is boring. And that's what he, as God, as writer, feared the most. Having a boring, innocuous conclusion. And that is what his ending is. He is human, he is mortal, and he is reserved to existing a mortal life and dying of old age with no one caring or thinking about him. Jack is now all-powerful. He becomes, quote-unquote, God, though they never say it. He flutters off into the heavens. Sam and Dean have saved the Earth. Humanity is restored. So the final episode starts with like every other day, like any other episode of Supernatural. They are going on a trip. They're going on a hunt. It's funny. They have their jokes. Um, they go to a pie fair. They find a vampire nest in town. They're going to hunt the vampires. They kill a bunch of the vampires when they get there. During a scuffle, um, Dean is thrown into a, like a, a pillar, um, unbeknownst to, the, to, to anyone else around them in the scene. The pillar has this long post in it. Dean is impaled on the post. Um, Sam kills the last vampire, doesn't realize Dean's been impaled. It severed his back. He's dying. Yeah. Which, if you've watched the show, these characters die constantly. Like, they always die. Um, and are always inevitably brought back. But it's always through a very circuitous way that results in bad things happening, which is thusly usually the next season arc. So, Dean is, is standing there dying a boring hunter's death. They've defeated God. They have defeated Lucifer, Lilith, <laughs> Leviathan, some of the greatest... And then like goddamn beings. Dracula comes through. And yes. And a <laughs> random vampire nest in buttfuck Midwest New York, uh, America kills him. Perfect ending. Yes. It is the perfect ending. And people are just like, the, the argument people have been making online after the episode aired last night is this is how Dean dies? He beat God. He's defeated archangels. He dies because of a fucking piece of metal sticking out of a post? Yes. Because that's how it was always supposed to happen. Dean yeah. is a hunter. So there's a big like tear-inducing moment. I bawled like a fucking baby when Dean was dying. Because when I first when I saw them like focus on this little metal piece in the post, I'm like, they're not gonna do this now. Like, not this early in the episode, it's 20 minutes in. <laughs> fucking Dean gets yeeted into it. I'm like, oh fuck, they're doing the thing. <laughs> and like Sam and Dean have a moment. They're fucking crying. Dean is just like, I've always been proud of you. Like and they 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 hearken back to the pilot and Dean reveals something to Sam. He never did. He goes, remember that day when I came to get you from school and Sam goes, yeah, the woman in white, which is the name of the pilot. And he goes, I stood outside your door for hours. He goes, I was scared. He goes, I didn't know how you're going to react to seeing me. I didn't know if you're going to punch me in the face. I didn't know if you're going to kick me out. If you hated me, what? And he's just like, but like, I'm glad that I went in. Yeah. And they, you know, he holds his hand. Uh, Sam basically is like, hey, like, it's okay. Like, you can go now. Like, you're okay. I'll be fine. You can go. Like, you can finally fucking rest. Dean dies. Sam takes his body, gives him a hunter's funeral. You wrap his body and you salt and you burn him so he doesn't become a vengeful spirit. It's a hunter's funeral. And Sam is now, like, going through the process of a day, like the start of the episode was, but by himself. He's emotional. He's sad. And then one of Dean's cell phones rings. Picks up the phone. 
and someone goes, hey, is this Detective Bon Jovi? Which is a, just a reference to the show they always used to call themselves um, like famous rockers. So they were like Agent Zeppelin, shit like that. Yeah. And Sam goes like, yeah, he goes, hey, there's this thing going on. There's this, you know, a bunch of bodies with no hearts found. I was told you're the one who can help me out with this. And Sam just like pauses for a minute and says, yeah, I'll be on my way. Grabs all his shit, is about to walk out of their bunker, turns it off. It's the last time you see the bunker. It shuts down. It's like the end of Cheers. The bar is closed. Sam walks out. Cut back to the fire, and you have Dean waking up in heaven. And in Supernatural's world, heaven is you basically relive your favorite memory over and over Mm -hmm. again. That's what heaven was. He runs into Bobby, a character who's been on the show for a long time. Everyone knows Bobby. And he's just like, what memory is this? And Bobby goes, it's not what heaven is anymore. He goes, you know, Jack made some changes out here. He, opened, he broke down all the walls. Like your heaven is no longer your private heaven. It is open. It is a world. And everyone can interact with everyone. And everyone can see everyone they love. And people are just happy. As it should have been. And he tells Dean, like, this is the heaven you deserve. You did this. Like, you helped do this. Yeah. Gives Dean a beer. And Dean, he goes, listen, he goes, Rufus lives over here. He goes, your mom and dad have a place about five miles up. And Dean's just content. And he drinks the beer. And he's just like, it's not perfect. He goes, don't worry. He goes, time is a little different here than it is down there. He'll be along soon. Dean takes a sip of the beer. He goes, what are you going to do? He goes, looks at his car, the fucking Impala, the, the, the unofficial third member of the family, gets into a car, goes for a drive. And as he's going for this drive throughout heaven, just riding the road as he has always done, it flashes between earth and heaven. Dean on this drive and Sam living his life. Sam gets married. Yes. Sam has a kid, names him Dean. Sam raises this kid. It's, it's flashes of this kid at baseball practice, uh, back to Dean. Flashes of him helping this kid with his homework as a teenager, back to Dean. Flashes of Sam as an older man sitting in the Impala for the first time in ages, back to Dean. And the final scene on Earth is Sam in a hospital bed in his house on machines. He's an old man. And his son walks in with the anti-possession sigil tattooed on his arm, referencing the fact that Sam passed along the hunting to his family, to his son. And his son, Dean, holds his hand and looks at him and says, Dad, it's okay. You can go. Says the same thing Sam said to Dean, you know, 40 years prior when Dean died. Sam dies as an old man. Yeah. Dean in heaven gets out of his car, stands on the edge of this bridge, looks out, and then just smiles and goes, hey, Sammy, and turns around and Sam's standing there. And he goes, Dean? And they stand at the edge of this fucking bridge and they just look out, camera pans, roll credits. Oh, man. It's perfect. Yeah. Because it's melancholy in a way, and that's what people are really upset about. They're just like, well, it's sad. I'm like, but it's not. They got their endings. The, they got, they what, got the endings they wanted. Yeah. They got the endings that were always going to come to them one way or the other. Sam got, it's how I met your mother. It's fucking Ted got his kids and his wife, and then his wife died, and he got Robin anyway. Like, <laughs> like it's a terrible ending it is but like that's it's the same idea where like they had their cake and they ate it too yeah. dean got to die hunting what he has always been meant to do dying on the job he was never meant for a normal life sam got a normal fucking life in the end he got to experience everything with his brother for 15 years and then got to have a wife and a kid 
and live his life and be a normal person like his mother was and to me that's that's one of the few like i was completely satisfied with that ending yeah like i was just like well it it wraps everything up it gives you everyone's just like well what if they want to do a revival series don't yeah don't like this is not one of those shows this is not fucking a show that was on the air for five seasons Mm -hmm. and they're like 10 years from now they're going to bring it back supernatural is a 15 year fucking work of art it's got its bad really fucking bad parts season seven's dog shit but (laughs) it's got its really good parts and you you don't take a 15 year old it's like tomorrow being like let's bring back mash like (laughs) no like there's no story to tell the story is over it's not like roseanne or fucking will and grace or fuller house fuller house had a new story to tell Mm -hmm. characters are now grown up Supernatural doesn't have any additional story. Everyone who is dead is dead. Everyone who is a main character is also dead. How Don't long, bring them back to life in 10 years. How long do you think before they make a TV show out of uh, Samsung? Oh, that's, that's coming. Yeah. That'll come. They <laughs> tried to spin off Supernatural like three times. Every single time. Every yeah. time it got rejected by the network. Isn't that crazy? They would do back because like, it's such a successful show. They were like, well, we got to spin it off. Yeah. And they did three backdoor pilots throughout the process of the entire series. And the network did not greenlight a single one of them. I remember reading about one. I think it was called the Wayward Sisters. Yep. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like all like, the, the female-centric characters in the show. Yeah, people, like the fans really wanted it to happen. And like, I, I remember reading like the disappointment when the network rejected it. The, the thing about the show is the story is about, the, is about brotherhood at the end of the day. And anytime yeah. anything was interjected that jeopardized that, like they killed that character. <laughs> straight up like fucking they they um included like a, a female bella and people hated bella uh, lauren cohen played her um before the walking dead and oh, i thought chris stewart played her nope different bella and so hated the character because she interfered in the boys brotherhood anytime that happened kill that fucking character off they Jesus. also like the show gets a lot of shit they they said that the show queer baited like hard in what um, sense uh so i again i don't i'm not going to speak from a position of understanding how the community would feel for me um yeah uh, San, uh, dean like destiel was a fandom concoction destiel is the idea of a ship between castiel and dean and a lot of times there were like awkward moments that were like vaguely like homosexual between the two of them but mm-hmm. played for jokes basically um but there is obviously a tight bond that i always read on my perspective of things as brotherhood yeah like that's what the show was always about so that's how i always read it and in the final episode that Cass appears um he reveals to dean um he just like listen he goes you you're the better you're a better man and i am a better man because of you and he goes i love you and then the empty takes Cass before Dean has the opportunity to, to respond and Cass dies. I didn't read that scene as I am in love with you. Yeah. Personally, I read that scene as I love you. Like it's a thing that they've never said to each other. It's a thing you don't see two men say to each other on shows. I mean, um, that's true. And, and, the, and, and the LGBTQ community took it as like, oh, you queer baited us for, for 12 seasons with Cass and Dean and making these references that maybe they're closer than we think. And then you canonize it 
by saying that Cass was in love with Dean. And then you bury the gaze by killing his character instantly. I have a few thoughts. One, Cass, not human. Uh-huh. So, can't be gay. <laughs> He's an angel. He has no gender. He has no genitalia. He is a, literally, they once depict, they once explained that his true form has like eight heads. And you only see him in the body of a human because essentially he is possessing a human. Yeah. That's how they walk the earth. So technically, Cass can't be gay. Um, beside the point, it is a male actor and another male actor. So I can understand the, the correlation. But for me personally, I never took their relationship that way. So I, so, so I don't see it as that. But the show got a lot of shit for revealing Cass to be, from the perspective of many, in love with Dean and then instantly killing his character. So they made Destiel canon and then killed the character before Dean could reply, before yeah. Dean could say anything. So again, they, they, they got accused of queer baiting for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see it. They kind of left it open-ended, you mm -hmm. know? I, I can see the frustration when you leave something like that open-ended, you in, incorporate it into your story and then you don't give the satisfying conclusion. You know? But see, this is another example of, I want to go hunt monsters. Yeah. Now I want to hunt monsters. I watch Supernatural. I want to get a muscle car. I want to drive from, from, from state to state in the country and kill vampires. I don't think you'll find vampires, but we can go around killing pedophiles. But see, <laughs> then, monsters. yes, they are monsters, but then that's more of a Dexter thing. That brings us back to Dexter. They're not murderers, but they are stealing innocents, and we must kill them. But, yeah. like, hashtag kill all pedophiles. But we'll, we'll just fuse them all. On the way to, like, state to state, we'll sell meth. <laughs> <laughs> We start doing all of it. We join a local fire department. We join, we join like a volunteer fire department. Yeah. We start a motorcycle gang. We, I'm already in a motorcycle gang. Oh, really? Yeah. What's it called? Pixie Sticks. It, it doesn't sound very motorcycle -y, I'm going to be honest. Wow. <laughs> Way to stereotype motorcycles. How dare you, Thomas? We're more than just guns and yeah. old ladies. Oh my God, you take the term old ladies very differently in this gang, I'm assuming. Also, like, uh, I was thinking about, um, like, the heaven thing from Supernatural. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bro, fucking score for me. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or it's just, like, all my exes lined up in one room together. <laughs> like, I, I was, like, I was talking to Narnia about, like, the ideas of, like, heaven and hell and, like, Lucifer and stuff like that. And, like, this, like, Supernatural is another example. Like, like, like in pop culture... Like, there is no bad interpretation of Lucifer. For me, right, I was raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. And, like, I view, if, if, you, if you remove faith from it, and you view the Bible as I view the Bible, as a great work of fiction, the, the devil, or Lucifer, is such a great underrated character. Yeah. Right? Like, when you really break down the devil, like, at the end of the day, Supernatural has a point. God is kind of the bad guy. Yeah. Because in Old Testament, God is vengeful. God is spiteful. God is, humanity is pissing me off. I'm going to kill all of them except for this dude Noah and his wife. <laughs> and have them restart from the beginning. God could literally snap everyone out of existence. A completely painless end. Start all over. What does he do? Sends a flood. This is the same guy who was like, hey, Abraham, you say you'll do anything for me? Yeah, 
Prove it. Kill your son. Nah, God was just like, he, he went up to Noah. He's like, hey, how would you like to drown in some pussy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, like, like this is like, this is like, God is a vengeful, spiteful individual. So like Lucifer, if like in every interpretation that I have always loved of the character, like the TV show, Lucifer, Supernatural, there was an old show called Reaper. Like, it, pardon the expression, but you get sympathy for the devil. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what is Lucifer but the most human of all the angels? Like, picture it like this. Your parent tells you your entire life, I know this is going to be hard for you to imagine, you're their favorite, right? You're like... <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm already there. <laughs> your parent is like, you're my favorite. You are the most beautiful. You are the strongest. You are the wisest. You is best. I love you more than any of my creations. Yeah. And then brings a new baby home and says, this now my favorite. Every time I see my siblings, I start name dropping fabulous mixtapes. There's no competition one. There's no competition two. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> like that's like that's the devil. Right? That's Lucifer. Yeah. Like his entire existence was creation. He was cr- created for perfection. Mm-hmm. To be God's favorite. And then God creates humanity and says you are subservient to them you a being of perfection i have created there is not a flaw with you my favorite you will bow to them because they are superior to you when in reality like humanity is is flawed right we are and, and and god gives humanity something he never gave angels and that is choice complete free will autonomy away from the will of god and lucifer says fuck that why why am i why are they better than me they're not i am superior um like lucifer the tv show depicts lucifer in a great way in as much as lucifer doesn't take your soul lucifer doesn't damn you lucifer asks you what do you want most in the world you tell him he gives it to you what you do with it is your choice. That is the free will given from the gift of his father, right? So if you decide, if you, I want to be a musician, he's like, all right, well, there you go. I'm going to introduce you to a record label. You're now a famous musician. And you decide to start doing drugs and you decide to start out drinking and you decide to go fucking drunk driving and you get into an accident and you fuck some shit up. That's your fault. Yeah. God gave you that free will. This is what you did with it. I didn't make you do that. You chose to do that. Like you look at the story of like Adam and Eve, right? Before Eve, there was Lilith. Lilith was made in the same vein that Adam was made. And Lilith wouldn't bow to Adam as God requested. So God banished her, said, yo, Adam, let me hold one of your ribs and made Eve. (laughs) And that's how the McDonald's McRib was made. Yes. (laughs) And like made Eve of Adam. So Eve was essentially subservient because without Adam, she wouldn't exist. Yeah. Like that's God in the Bible. Like, and, and, and what the serpent, the devil, he, he tempts Eve, right? You should eat this apple again. God being a dick 
hey, you can have anything you want except for that tree. Don't, don't touch the fruit on that tree. Anything else, don't touch the fruit on that tree. Why? It's, it's like everything God does is a massive See, test. I, I choose not to subscribe to this definition of God, and instead I follow the prophet Ariana Grande because God <laughs> is a woman. <laughs> yes, God is, is, is uh, Alanis Morissette. I can get behind this. It's a dogma reference. If they've seen dogma, in dogma, God is played by Alanis Morissette. Um, oh, so I was just behind it anyway. <laughs> so, like, that's like at the end, like, like the devil. Like, that's why, like, like in, in Judeo Christianity, like, there is such like, oh, he is the embodiment of evil. But then you look at God, and I know I'm getting on like really weird religious tangent, but like, this is the stuff that fascinates me. Where it's like, God is omnipotent. As omnipotent. God knows all. Dick. Yes. <laughs> we are made in God's image. Thusly, God has all the genitalia. Um, God like, ain't packing, dog. <laughs> I think I, I'll God, be honest with you. What you told me, God got some little dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> some micro phallus up there. Baby dick God. Um, there Baby is Yoda packing more than him. Jesus. So That's this, how you, <laughs> this is Tony Lopez. Podcast. Jesus Christ. So this is a quote. Okay. Right. This is something I like. So if God exists, this is from, I forgot who the, 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 the fucking philosopher was who said this. But if God exists, then God is omnipotent, omnip, omnipotent, omnipotent. I can't pronounce that word. Morally perfect. But mm-hmm. when you break that down, it is impossible to be all these things. The reason is because if God is omnipotent, then God has the power to eliminate all evil. If he is omnipotent, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Omnipotent. Then God knows when evil exists. Onomatopoeia. Yes. If God is morally perfect, then God has the desire to eliminate all evil, right? If he is morally perfect, he does not want evil to exist. If he is omnipotent, he knows where evil is. If he is omnipotent, he has the ability to eliminate it. But evil exists in the world. Therefore, if evil, evil exists, none of these other things are, are, are accurate anymore. Yeah. Right? It, it, it's a sliding scale. If evil exists in the world, then God either has no desire to eliminate it, which no longer makes him morally perfect, doesn't know where it is, and thusly isn't omnipotent, or has no power to stop it, and thusly isn't omnipotent. So the logic dictates either if God exists, he's a shit heel, a shit heel, or he doesn't. Yeah. And like that's why like what's that's my view of religion. Where it's just like I understand faith and I respect faith. And I'll never sit here and be like, oh, you believe in God, stupid. I won't because I understand I am envious of those who have faith because I have none. Yeah. For me, I, die, I, I, the only thing I believe is reincarnation. I think because in, in, in like the laws of thermodynamics, right? Energy can, no, can never be created nor destroyed. And I think that resonates with like life. Life, we are energy. So if, if, if the laws of thermodynamics are accurate, like energy cannot be created nor destroyed, only transferred. Mm-hmm. then that's how life works. You die, you, you, the energy is put elsewhere. And people be like, well, how are there more people? Well, animals and shit. <laughs> fucking, you know, there's, there's like what? Six, six million fucking spiders to every one fucking human on the earth? Congratulations, there's your math. Six million fucking spiders no, die, how, one person is born. No, how pissed I would be if I reincarnated as a fucking like cockroach. <laughs> I mean, you'd be reincarnated into many cockroaches. Ooh. 
right? Like you, cause like that's how the energy transfer works. The amount of energy in your body is not equal to that of a single cockroach. There is math to it. Yeah. So like if your energy is dispersed, that energy goes somewhere. It goes into new life, whatever that new life might be, whether it's your body decaying into the grass and the grass, it's Lion King. Our bodies feed the life. grass. The antelopes eat the grass. We eat the antelopes. <laughs> that, line, that line never bothered anyone. <laughs> we eat the antelopes. They're just trying to survive. Yeah, that's what the lions do. That's why the vegans get me mad. I'm like, the lions eat the antelopes. Why can't we? <laughs> what do you think is a worse fate? The chicken getting yeeted against the wall or like the antelope being eaten alive? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get eaten alive. I'd rather get yeeted against the wall. That sounds sexy. I thought like females prefer to get eaten alive. You know what, Jonathan? That was a podcast. Deep throat that clip. (laughs) (laughs) What you guys have just heard was a bunch of spoken word on a podcast that's finishing right now. Though it's ending, we still thank you all for spending some time with this podcast. Goodbye, so long and ciao. That was a podcast, and this is the end theme to the podcast that's currently ending. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. This is a podcast.